Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Joe McCall, the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Welcome to another great episode. Today, we're going to be talking with Vance, part two, about how to find, hire, and train virtual assistants. And if you've missed the first episode, you've got to go see it because we actually dove deep into creating a job posting in Upwork and how to find the right people. And we gave so many tips and tricks on there. It was amazing. And we gave you some free resources and guides how to create the job descriptions and how to find the right people. So today is going to be part two, and we're going to finish that discussion with Vance, and I'll bring him on here in a second. I'm excited about this episode because business, I could not do what I do without virtual assistants. And I remember when I first, before I hired my first VA, I was really nervous. I was scared about, am I going to give them enough work to do? Can I trust them? Are they going to make me more productive? Or are they going to actually suck up more of my time because I have now more people I have to help do things for me? And immediately I was hooked. Here's the point. You cannot afford not to have a good assistant, right? Maybe if you're just getting started out, starting off, you don't need a VA. You need to kind of bootstrap and do much of it, as much of it yourself as possible because you need to learn how to do deals from A to Z, whatever. But I'm telling you, you cannot afford not to have a virtual assistant somebody helping you in your business doing deals. Cool. All right. Now, this podcast is brought to you by my new book. I don't like the cover. I know, I know, but I'm going to get a new one. It's a book I wrote called Simple Land Flips, How to Make 10K in 10 Hours. What? $10,000, 10 hours a week, $10,000 a month working 10 hours a week. This is a strategy. You've heard me talk about it over and over again on how my sons and I flip vacant land. And it's an amazing story the the strategy of flipping vacant land is ties in especially to what we're going to be talking about today with virtual assistants because you can get VAs to help you do vast vast majority of the work for you and you can even do it with your sons earlier today on Facebook one of my students Miriam hey Miriam if you're out there posted something in her Facebook of how she has been doing deals with her son and I think they've closed to date they've sold to date four deals they've got four more in the pipeline and they got um, they bought one property even for their own personal use. And they've got like, I think they just found one seller that has 12 or 13 properties that they want to sell and they got those under contract. So she's killing it. She's working hard, but she's been doing it with her son. This is one of the reasons why I love this business so much. And I talk about it in this book and you get this book for free by going to simplelandclass.com. Simplelandclass.com is a free webinar that I do that teaches you all of the steps from A to Z. And at the end of the webinar, I'm going to show you how to get your hands on this book, a PDF, absolutely free. Walk through all of the steps. I'm looking at it right now. Walking through all of the steps on how to do deals. Pick the right market, pull a list of people in that market, set up a voicemail system with our CRM, sending them a simple letter that leads them to a 24-hour recorded voicemail, sending the offers, following up, and how to market and sell the deals we keep this really, really simple. That's why I call it Simple Land Flips. So go to simplelandclass.com, register for the next webinar that we're doing. And when you do, you'll get the book for free. All right, go check that out. Let's bring Vance. Vance, how are you, my man? What's going on, Joe? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing really, really good. This is part two. And if you guys remember on our last podcast, we sent you to a link to get Vance's job description document, which I'm looking at it right now. I can't show it to you. I guess maybe I could, but um, you can get this for free at joemccall.com slash Vance, joemccall.com slash Vance, V as in Victor, A-N-C-E, and uh, job description and the job requirements. Is that right? Yes, those are the two two documents, yep. Awesome. Now, refresh everybody who was maybe didn't listen yet to episode number one. What did we talk about then? So specifically, we, we talked about posting your job description, the process behind it, and then even like a part two on that that we kind of ran through and we, we gave out the video on as well is how do you filter and find the A candidates? So it's posting and then filtering to make to make sure you can get top quality candidates. Yeah, and I remember too when we finished that, I already had about a dozen people apply for my <laughs> job. Really, really good quality. I felt bad I had to close the job because we were just doing this as a demonstration. I felt bad about closing the job on them, but right. um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And we were using a, a website called Upwork, but you don't have to use Upwork, right? There's other tools we can use. 
Yep, you can use Fiverr. You, I mean, this works on multiple different platforms. Uh, this two-step process, you know, minus the filtering, will work on even on, even on something like onlinejobs.ph, right? There's multiple tools. They all work so long as you work it. Okay, cool. So to get those free resources we talked about, the job posting, the job description, and the job requirements from Vance for free, go to joemccall.com slash Vance and we'll get those to you. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today, Vance? All right, so now we're going to take that to the next step. Like yes. after you've already posted the job, you started getting to a candidate, how do you know which one's like the A player? How do you know which candidate to pick? And then how do you make sure that the uh, work that you're doing with them is going to be a success? So there's multiple little tips, tricks, and hacks that we're going to talk about on how to make that uh, reality. Good. Let's get started. All right. So we're, I'm just going to kind of run through some tips. I got some notes over here that I just want to be able to run through here. Yeah. Uh, so some quick tips and hacks is going to be hiring two at the same time. All right. So that's one thing I want to start talking about. Is Interesting. Yes. Hire two at the same time because not everybody who's 100% or, nine, or even 98%, if you're using the filter, you're going to get 100% are all treated equally. And here's why. You may not like their communication. You may not like their formatting. They may be real quick to apply for the job, but then the whole work process is just not the quality you're looking for. So uh, hiring two at the same time. And a common question we'll get is, man, what if I have this like two-hour transcription that I want to have done? Like I got a two-hour recording and I want it to be transcribed. That might be expensive and I don't want to pay for it twice. Well, this will lead into the next thing, which is create a minimal viable product. What does that mean? Uh, a minimal viable product or assignment is real simple. Instead of having them transcribe two hours, do five minutes. And now you can charge a lot less, send it to multiple candidates, but I recommend at least two to see how do they do the work? How are they responding? And you get to sample the work before they do the full entire two, two hour video, or maybe you got tons and tons of videos you need done, just smaller sample size to see how they work, see how they communicate more importantly. Oh, this is so good. I've done this a lot. And I did this recently when I hired a new admin assistant for FreedomSoft. I wanted a, uh, I wanted a VA that could do some FreedomSoft customizations for me. And I wanted somebody that would be a resource to my students who buy my land flipping course, right? And so it was really simple. Um, I started thinking about, I hired actually four. I hired four VAs, right? And I told them this was going to be a full-time job and I was going to be willing to pay very, very well. So I got a lot of applications. I hired the top four, and I knew. I told them up front, I'm gonna, you're, you, "This is you're going to go into a little test to see which one we want to keep." Yeah. And um, so some of the things I told them to do was go into FreedomSoft and watch these. I gave them three or four tutorial videos to watch. Now I'm paying them during this test, right? Absolutely. You, you Absolutely. can't you can't have them do this stuff for free. So I paid them. Um, I said, "Watch these three or four tutorial videos because I want them to learn FreedomSoft." Okay. Mm -hmm. So I sent them to the FreedomSoft website to learn, right? And I said, I want you to create a campaign and call it Zillow Des Moines, okay? That's, I just gave him a real specific Zillow Des Moines. It's a city in Iowa. Yep. And I said, I want you to then go and scrape 10 properties from Zillow. And listen, notice here the detailed instructions, guys, that I'm giving them, right? Go to Zillow mm -hmm. and scrape 10 properties. What I mean by scrape is copy and paste the information into this campaign in FreedomSoft. 10 properties that are between $1,200 and $1,400 a month in rent that are three bedrooms and um, at least 1,500 square feet. Simple stuff like that. Paste these six or seven things into FreedomSoft. So to do that, they had to create a campaign. They had to go to Zillow, find the information, put it into the lead into FreedomSoft, right? And then I said, um, when that's done, send me an email. And in the subject line, put the smiley face. And then the next thing I told them to do is I want you to build a simple website that looks like this. And I showed them a real simple squeeze page that I found on Google somewhere. And I said, build a website that looks like this from FreedomSoft. And I didn't even tell them how. I didn't tell them where to go to get that information or anything. To do that, though, you have to go to the FreedomSoft tutorials, watch the tutorial videos on how to build a website. And then that website, it's going to be super easy to build if they watch the tutorials and how to learn how to do it inside of FreedomSoft. So anyway, of the four, there were only two of those people that I hired that actually got all the work done. And one of them got it done in like a couple hours. I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. And this guy's been working with us now for like three or four years. Super smart guy. And um, he wanted to quit because he wanted to go to school. But I begged him, listen, just keep work for us part time. And we kept him. But I love that idea of hiring several people, two or more 
testing them, giving them things to do, not, and you don't feel like you have to teach them how to do it. Just like give them the resources they need to go learn how to do it, right? I want to dissect a little bit about what you said, because you gave out multiple gold nuggets that could have been completely overlooked. So first off, you did give some detail. So you weren't just go scrape this place or go pull this information and didn't explicitly tell them what kinds of information. What you did is you told them, and here's where it's super important, what to do. You did, you told them what the outcome should look like, but you don't give them the exact steps on how to. Yeah. You gave them all the tools and the resources that they needed. One of the, my favorite little things, and if you can, take this exact method that Joe did, put a smiley face in the subject line. Now, Joe, why is that so important? Like, why does that matter? I want to see if they can follow instructions. Yep. It's the attention to detail, which is what you're really looking for when you're bringing on the virtual assistant. Because if you're probably in the entrepreneur type personality here, that's probably where you might be lacking a little bit in or even want some help. And so that's like, that's a key nugget. So smiley face. I love it. We use something very similar as well. And then the, the, the last part is I really like how you gave the time frame. Like you don't, you just let people go with it and you determine as your qualifying metric what the time frame was. Did you tell them how soon they, they had to get it done by? Did you give at least a... No, I didn't give them a deadline. Maybe I should have. That'll always help. But what matters is that's what you're checking. So if you tell them every little thing on what success looks like, they might all meet it. But what I like to do is I want to see what they determine as like what's good, what's not. So when you didn't put the timeline and you were impressed, that's yeah. what I'm looking for is, oh man, I'm impressed with the results here. Nice. And I love that you went with four. Like if you can do more, the more the merrier. You get great information. Yeah. I completed it. And then one impressed. One thing we did too one time is when we hired somebody that we wanted to answer the phones for us, we wanted somebody with real good English. And we we hired, before we even hired them, I think we did this. I don't know if Upwork allows you to do this anymore. But we told them to read this paragraph and send us a voice recording of them reading that paragraph. And uh, again, only half the people we sent that to actually even did it. And then the um, of the half, only a few of them, we felt like had good enough English for us to hire yeah. them. That's huge. As a matter of fact, that's going to go on to another tip. Don't settle for the lack of communication, meaning you want them to be fluent in English. That is a, that is a non-negotiable right? because communication will be then challenging. So if you yeah. see if they're having a hard time, even especially written communication, because that's how you're probably going to communicate the most. Yeah. Right. We're not going to be on all these huddles when I'm working with these teams like you might with, with uh, you know other team members. But yeah, so I want to hit on that again. Fluent in your language, not you trying to understand that way. They're good, good. there to help and be a servant with you, and you serve them as well. So you hire a couple of them, give them some tests, and you keep the best ones. Yep, hundred percent. Remember, minimal viable product. Shorten that timeline, and it'll save you a little bit of money. I'd rather pay twenty, thirty dollars for four, five, six people to test on than to pay thirty, forty dollars for somebody to complete the one task and be inefficient. And I don't know if I found a good one or not. Yeah, because here's the good. cool part. This is going to tie into the next thing. Treat this, when you're on Upwork specifically, treat it like Uber, right? And what do I mean by treat it like Uber? Mm. You don't get to just rate the people that do the work, the employees, so to speak. They get to rate the employer as well for your responsive. So it's almost like a social profile that you want to do to validate. And that's how you'll find your talent. They're going to want to start doing more jobs for you. And they realize that you're great with communication. You get five-star reviews, just like an Uber. So it's so super critical that we're, that we're yeah. doing doing the same thing, right? Like, I just like to say that serving, splitting the job, you want to find the right person and they want to find the right employer too. Very good. Yeah. All right, good. What else? All right. So I, I want to hit it again. I know we kind of hit it on it last time, but if you didn't do, here's a quick five filters that I like to use just a verbal really quick. Make sure that you have a job success of 100%. Uh, even 98% is still not sufficient because why pick somebody at 98 if you can have somebody of 100% success rate? There's so many fish in the sea in this case. The next one is make sure that they charge over 1,000 hours, okay? Over 1,000 hours because that means that they're doing work. Good people are working, okay? Yeah. And then I want to make sure they build over $10,000, okay? What this means is they're getting paid for multiple things. What I don't want is somebody who did five minutes of work, got paid five bucks and has a hundred percent success rate. I have no idea if that's going to be a great candidate or not moving forward. But the next one is like we already talked about the fluent in English. I want native fluent English when it comes to this. Right. And then the next one is going to be, I do a filter on your hourly rate. So that way you're not getting all these high end 50, hundred dollar uh, people and candidates. Yeah. Good. Those are the quick five filters to make sure you're applying when you're doing this. Nice. All right. Joe, you kind of hit on something like you don't know if they do like recordings and whatnot. I'm even a fan of setting up a time. If you want to do a live Zoom call, if you know that you need to like do a test with everybody, 
and you want to just quickly go through and do a five-minute process or whatever, especially if you're interviewing candidates, do one shot, have multiple people in the waiting room. They're actually used to this, right? They're, they're actually used to being in a waiting room and then coming on one at a time instead of trying to schedule tons of 30-minute interviews because it's That's not like hiring U.S.-based people. It's, it's just not – it's a different culture when you're hiring. I've workers. never thought of that. So you're yeah. saying like you need to interview them. You need to talk to them face-to-face. Absolutely. Depending on the job, right? If it's a one-time task, like an example, you really have one video you need to transcribe. Do I need to know like what they sound like or do or communicate? That's fine. But if you're looking for people and you want that, then bring them in. You'll know within and make them less than five minute interviews. And matter of fact, that'll be a give we can do, Joe, is like, what questions do you ask on the interview? We'll give you like these few questions to ask to determine. And what you're looking for is, do you know, like, and trust them right off the bat? In 30 seconds, you're going to know if you like somebody or not, just by the way they present themselves or by the way they speak, right? Or how they handle themselves. Okay. Yeah, it's good. But I would recommend doing a, a Zoom call, grouping them in the interview, and then you'll be able to bring them on one by one. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. So also, I know we're hitting it. I'm just kind of drawing these all great techniques. When you're hunting, Joe kind of did this last time. So if you, if you didn't get a chance, go back and check out that first video. But when you're out there and you, you're filtering candidates, leverage the search criteria, okay? Leverage the search criteria. And here's what I mean. Do the quick search. You know, maybe you want a sales funnel creation, okay? Search for that. Then on the right, there's going to be an advanced search. That's where you want to search. And then you can say, it and has these other words. And that's where you put in the product that you're looking for. Maybe you're okay if they use like click funnels. You put a comma and then you add Kajabi, what happens is on the back end, it's doing this cool thing of saying, must have this and this or that. It's making it all work to where it'll find you the individuals that have a, funnels, a sales funnel creation that also knows ClickFunnels or Kajabi or whatever tool you want. Because there are so many candidates that you have the right to pick the best of the best for the products that you use. Mm-hmm. Like I can't iterate that enough. Leverage the search and don't just be quick to speed to pick. Put a little bit of effort on the front end. It'll save you a lot on the back end, you know, when you interest, yeah, yeah, and like, about hiring, it'll save you on the firing. Okay, so there's when you're when you're searching for a word, you click on the advanced search, and it should have a pop up where you can say any of these words. And when you put in a word, you can add a, a comma, space, and it'll it'll know that you mean this or this or this. So you can actually search because maybe you don't want to hire somebody. And I know I'm getting technical here, but this applies to anything. But maybe you don't use Thinkific and you use ClickFunnels versus Kajabi, right? I know we're talking terms, but you know, maybe you want somebody who, who knows how to work on Windows and not, and not Mac, right? So you'll search for Windows instead because you don't want to have people that know how to work on a Mac and then you got to teach them Windows. That, yeah. that's, you're here for, you can hire talent. It's crazy. I can't say that enough. Yeah. You're hiring talent, not just resources and human hours. That's really good. That's like the huge, huge takeaway that I have. With good. That. Excellent. And then the, the next real big one is, again, I want to iterate. This is worldwide. Do not forget to uncheck the U.S. only on the right when you're searching. Talent is worldwide. Why you can, unless you're hiring local, and if you're hiring local, I wouldn't even be on Upwork and give you a different platform. But you're hiring for the virtual assistant, and I'm not. I don't even like. Don't be specific, even on the countries as heavy as you think, because you're going to be fluent in English, and that's going to already be your filter. So if you feel like you're not finding people in the Philippines, that's my first step. But be open. We have people working with us from Pakistan, Egypt, all over the world at yeah. that lower hourly rate. So I, d- I just want to be clear that you might hear about where do I hire the Philippines? It's the most common, but don't omit just because of the country location. I care about the quality of the work and if we can communicate. Good. Good. I know some people are thinking, well, okay, well, this is great, but what, what could I actually have my VAs do for me? So let's talk to somebody who um, as a real estate investor, they want to do vacant land deals. They want to do wholesaling houses and stuff like that. What are some work? What's some things that a virtual assistant can do? Joe, I love that you asked that because I made a note here with your simple land flips. Go get that book and start with just the very beginning of it and have a little, the little section of like setting up a system. Take the snippet of the book and have a VA go set this up and do this. That's the first thing to do. What is the first thing you're, you need to have accomplished? You don't even have to necessarily know what the real success looks like. If you have a great resource, and I know that Joe, you, I know you have the best resources when it comes out there. A VA should be able to pick this up, follow it, and figure it out if they're sufficient. If they come to you for questions and you don't happen to know the answer to it, then that's already starting to be some red flags because they should be resourceful. And that's what I'm looking for is resourceful virtual assistants. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. One of the things I tell my VAs a lot sometimes is um, if you don't know the answer, go here to this place, watch the tutorials here, or go to YouTube and just watch, look for some YouTube videos and find out how to do it. Um, Or just give them my course. (laughs) That's the secret, Joe. Just let them log log into the course that you have. Like, that's exactly that's exactly what we do. That's what I would do if I was getting started in land flips. We're starting from ground zero. The only thing that I wouldn't hire out. So if you're clear on what you want to hire out, the only thing that I wouldn't hire out right off the bat is talking to the seller. Yeah, that's just personal. That's really big. I, you know, I, I, people ask me too. What what are some things that VAs can do? Like number one, I want them to do my marketing for me. That's what I like to think of. I want them yeah. to send. Make sure my marketing is being sent out. Or if it's if we're using a third-party direct mail company, they're managing the list and the schedule of the mail, yeah. tracking the stats and all of that. So manage the marketing, outbound marketing. And part of that could be sending 25, 50 emails a day, text messages, sending letters, scraping data, putting it into a spreadsheet for you to call them or for them to skip to, for, to cold call or skip trace or whatever. Then uh, like be responsible for the marketing, which reminds me of something else I thought was really good that I had VAs do for me at one time. Oh. Let me get back to that. It's, it's, it has to do with how to get evictions. So wow. remind me, but I forget. The second thing is you want them to update the CRM, right? 100%. Let them be the CRM manager, okay? Then uh, the third thing is do all the follow-up for you. Make sure they do the follow-up. So in your CRM, your database, you have tasks for every seller that's in there to follow up with 30 days in two weeks and three months or whatever, and make that VA's responsibility to manage all that follow-up, all of the follow-up tasks that are in there, make sure they're doing that. Right? Well, I like this. I want to go back to your second point, because right now, like, what if they don't know like how to do this? The, v, the VA gauntlet, I want to make another shout out to that one. It's another podcast that you did with Tom Crow on the exact process on how to use that as an acquisition assistant, how to use a virtual assistant and work together. I mean, step by step, it works out to, to, to this day. Uh, this is actually a process that we're still using. Yeah. When it comes to updating the CRM and you're just communicating with that VA by Voxer or WhatsApp, and after you talk to a seller, you just record a voice memo, send it to the VA. The VA then updates that lead with, mm-hmm. with um, the next steps, the status. They, they create the appointment. They create the contract, the letter. They send it. They update the CRM. So you want to make sure every single lead gets updated. Have your VA be the one that is the CRM expert. Okay, one of the things I remembered. When it came to marketing, um, one of the best lists that you can send letters to for houses is the eviction list. And a lot of times courts um, will have on public records in the court websites, evictions, right? Well, it's it's kind of a manual process. So you can have a VA go in. And, and this is something that um, I've hired VAs to do several times. And I create a simple video using something like Loom of me going into it's um, the Google Missouri case net. It's a list of all of the websites from the, all of the courts in, in the state of Missouri. And then you, you just got to get a little familiar with it and you find out, okay, well, let's look at, I think it's a civil court and you open up hundreds of cases by the week. You see a big list of them and you can tell by a category whether it's an eviction. It's called rent and possession or landlord actions or something like that. And if you go into that list, you can also find judgments on people who have unpaid um, credit card bills or unpaid utility bills and stuff like that. So do you think a seller might be motivated, starting to get motivated to sell if they have, if they're just in the process of evicting a tenant? If um, somebody in that house is not paying their discovery card bill, they're not paying the water utility or the, um, the sewer bill, right? So then you could have a VA click on these buttons, open up the thing, and then give you the, 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 the thing gives you the list of the plaintiff's and the defendant's address, the plaintiff address and the defendant's address. The defendant is usually the tenant or the person being sued for whatever the judgments. And so you can get that information. So your VA can do all of this mm-hmm. every day, once a week, and put all of these things into a spreadsheet, right? And then from that spreadsheet, you can decide what you want to do. You can skip trace it and cold call them, or you can send it to a direct mail company to send letters for you. Um, you could even get the VA to do the letters for you. I'd had the VA do this for a long time. Yeah. They'd put the letters, they'd create the letters in click to mail and then send the letters to the owners themselves from me. So anyway, just a little yeah. tip. I, I like how you at least said that, right? Because instead of whenever we're hearing you can do this, right? And unless it's again, talking on the phone, like 
all those steps, skip tracing, the act of building the list, the storage of, of those lists, the management of those lists can all be done with your, with your virtual assistant. They can even upload it so you can start calling it through a dialer. Or even if you're going to hand dial, they can start giving you like, this is your goal for today. It's a call, right? Yeah, very good. Yes. So like everything besides, as soon as I get to the point of the call, you can almost voice note or loom it out, right? Loom.com and do a recording, just like Joe was saying, and get it to them. And then you're working on just the high. This is this here. I want to really iterate. This is when we talk about what is $5 an hour activity or $500 an hour activity or you know, $100 an hour activity. This is what we're talking about because all of these steps that we're discussing, are it's all required to be done in the business. The only question is who? If you're doing all of these things, that's how you're getting this average hourly rate of $20 or $40 an hour. Like you may only be making 60 or 80K a year because you're doing all these things, not able to leverage your time to be able to do the high dollar activity. So when you can go and bring on somebody at $5 an hour, right? They're able to do those things. And I'm telling you this, if you don't have a virtual assistant, you're paying yourself $5 an hour. I know that was painful for me to hear. I didn't process it when I was first getting started. I was doing it all. I was like, no, no, they're going to mess it up, right? We kind of talked about this. They're going to suck up all your time. Like, I don't have time to train it. I just need to do it. And in that term, what, what I'm saying is I value my time at $5 an hour because I'm not willing to spend. You know what's the higher level activity? Is training. People don't have an assessment because they don't see an instant return on investment of your time because you're not closing a deal. But training is a very highly leveraged time and activity. Training is your $500 an hour task because you're now building a team that can do everything together. So don't underestimate that. When What are the tasks? Training. Just remember, training is a $500 an hour activity. That is how you create a million dollar in your business is through, is through that process. Oh, man. This is getting me so excited. Let me, can I give an example of this, guys, what you could have your VAs do for you? Yeah. This is why you cannot afford not to have a VA do this stuff. All right. So I'm going to um, share something. Let me move this window out and I'm going to share the screen here. Uh, Missouri case net. All right, cool. This is Missouri case net. I just Googled it. It takes you here. And these are all of the different courts in Missouri. And um, I went, did a seven day search, like what you have to do here. So you have to find this for your own area. Yeah. Um, I went to page two and here is a AC contract slash account. I don't know what it means, but look, it's a metropolitan sewer, St. Louis. That's a utility MSD that if you don't pay your sewer bill, then uh, they put a lien on your property. You click this, you click right here, parties and attorneys, and these are the defendants. So metropolitan St. Louis sewer district. If you don't pay, it might be water and sewer or one of those two. Sure. I'm not sure. sure. Look at the address of the defendant. There's two of them, Larry Elbert. So you copy this. And this is, again, something you just train your VA to do. Put it in FreedomSoft, okay? And this property comes up right here. And you can see that they've owned this property for five years. There's Larry Elbert. The mailing address is the same as the property address. So you know then that this is uh, not an absentee landlord. This is somebody who owns a house. But if they can't pay the utility bill, maybe something's going wrong and they need some help, okay? Well, guess what? You can add them to a lead list right here. And this is all something your VA could do. You could add it to a lead list. Then you can view the lead. Here it is. Their owner information is brought right into here. You got the notes, okay? And then you could do whatever. Like from here, you could skip trace the owner if you wanted to get their email address and phone numbers and call them. Um, or you could just create a letter like this. This is a letter that I've used before. Well, let's just do this one. Vacant rental. I don't know if it's vacant or not, just as an example. Boom, here's a letter. I think you own the property at 1132 Highmont Drive in St. Louis. You wouldn't consider selling it, would you? I'm looking to buy another property in the area. Give me a call or text and we can talk. All right, click complete. That letter is generating right there. Your VA can do this at like 2 a.m. in the morning, your time. How many, oh. of these, how many of these can your VAs do a day? I want right? you to hear that again. You're, able to, you're telling me that you're able to replicate what you're capable of doing 24-7 if they're able to do it at 2 yeah, a.m.? Yeah, yeah. So all I'm doing here is I'm going to Loom, L-O-O-M, Right. And it's, I don't know how much it costs, but there's free for the free version of it. Yeah. And you could just do a video of you doing this. All right. It's like, all right, go here to Missouri case net, find these properties, put them into here, uh, create this letter. Here's the letter right here. How do you get your VA in the Philippines to send direct mail for you? Well, there's a service called click to mail, email to mail.com. So go to click to mail, email to mail.com. Right. And again, you don't even have to do this. You could say, Hey, VA, I, you know, um, go learn how to do this. But if you look at it here, you you can email uh, your PDF and send it to click to mail as an attachment. 
next day, next business day, click to mail will print that attachment and mail it to the seller. So here's the attachment right here, right? I could just click email. I have a contact in here called Mailbot and I have an email template called email to mail. If I wanted to just click send email here and it would send an email to click to mail. Click to mail gets this, prints it, sends it to the seller next business day, right? Just like that, you could have your seller, your VAs now send letters for you to these leads. And then you say, all right, after that one, go back here, go to the next one. I'm just showing you some things. This is, this is crazy. Yeah, um, it's exciting. This is the part where it's like, you're doing it once, maybe twice, right? You spend a little bit of time getting the steps ironed out and then you hand it off and it's infinite done. This, this People misinterpret what a system is. System is not just technology. It's your people working the process as well and your technology all working seamlessly together. Here is a uh, Navy Federal Credit Union is, has some kind of suit against somebody for something. I don't know. But um, there's the defendant's address right there. Maybe they're having some trouble paying a bill. Maybe they're also behind on their mortgage payment, mm-hmm. right? This isn't taking advantage. I'm not sending them letters saying, hey, we can help you with your, uh, your tax problems or your, or your um, paying your bills. Here's another metropolitan St. Louis sewer district right there. Let me show you. I want to find a, see, like if you're doing this forever, there's 4,000 entries. I'm only through 80 of them right now, right? <laughs> you can go through this and uh, like, here's a divorce. Okay. There's a divorce. What if you sent them to see if they wanted to sell their house? And eventually here, you'll find some rent and possessions or landlord actions. Yeah. So have your VA do this. Anyway, the other thing I'd have my VA do is I have them go into Zillow. And uh, let's say I'm doing deals in St. Charles County, Missouri. And I did a lot of lease options. I love the St. Louis, St. Charles County. It's a suburb of St. Louis, right? I'd have the VA go in, look for any property listed for rent. Three plus bedrooms, houses, and I, I have all of these settings in here. No acreage sizes. Okay, boom. Right now, there's 146 rental properties in St. Charles County. Guess what? A lot of these, we'll sort it from newest. So we'll go down here to, it's got to be on there for at least a week, let's say. Six days, six days, seven days, right? A lot of these properties that are listed for rent here are not showing up yet as I used to own a house right on the street. No way. <laughs> All right. It, it, it was like, wow. All right. Anyway, so a lot of these are not showing up yet as absentee owners, or these are huge hedge funds and they're trying to sell these things right now, right? Mm-hmm. So what if you just had your VA go through and put each of these as a new lead inside of your FreedomSoft so you could send the owner of the property a letter? This one is listed by Main Street Renewal, right? Well, let's, let's look at this here. If I put that, that property in here, pull it up. All right. VM master insurer issuer. So they just bought it. They're out of Austin, Texas. So that's one I have my VA just skip. But um, then go to the next one, right? You're going to see a lot of these properties that are listed as rentals are not showing up yet in the county records as absentee owners. Oh, this one's interesting here. Let's look at this one. They're asking twelve uh, 2400 a month. Okay, boom. Here you go. Here's an example. Check this out. Is the mailing address in county records right here is the same as the property address. What does that mean? But if you look at the house, it's vacant. Yeah. Right? This is a great lease option property. And I don't know, sometimes these pictures are really, really nice pictures and they look like they were listing photos and they couldn't sell it. So now they're just renting it out. Well, guess what? Maybe they want to sell this and they're not getting any mail from other investors yet because they're not showing up as absentee owners. Yep. They're not popping up on anybody's list right now. So what happened? They bought this thing four years ago and it's already vacant. Maybe they tried to sell it. Maybe they went through a divorce or something. They've moved job transfer and I can send them a letter. I can just right here, click add to lead list, view lead. I could skip trace them if I wanted to just like that. And then I could create a letter, send them the letter and a VA can do all of this for you. And then, uh, yeah, you make it so when you got a VA that's helping you with all this stuff, you can say every day I want you to do thirty of these things. You go into the the uh, eviction courts for judgments or evictions, then go into Zillow and look for rental properties that are listed for rent where the address is the same as the property. The mailing address is the same as the property address. They're not getting any mail. And when you can send a letter to that seller saying, "Hey, would you like to sell your property?" What if you also sent them to 
Oh, like, let's check this out. This is so cool. What yeah. if you said, okay, then after that, after you do 20 of those every day, I want you to go to Redfin and I want you to look in this area, St. Louis, Missouri. Let's remove outline. I want you to go into for sale. I want you to look for every house. Let's just do under 400,000. Okay. And I want uh, homes, houses only. And I want at least three plus bedrooms. Cool. And then I want every house that has been on the market more than 90 days. All right. There's 397. If I zoom out now, there are 602. Okay. And then tell the VA to sort this by days on Redfin right here and then go down and then um, take take these properties. You can even, if you scroll all the way down, you can download them into a spreadsheet, but sometimes they only let you download 350 at a time, but then take each of these properties. This one has been on the MLS for 350 days. You can tell the VAs, look for the ones that are vacant. This one's not vacant, right? Real quick, how can you tell if they're not vacant? What's the quick telltale sign? Literally? Well, there's a picture. There's nothing in it. Yes. That's a good sign. This is a good property right here. So I would tell that VA, all right, put the address into FreedomSoft or whatever. And um, this is is Open Door. (laughs) Open Door is putting (laughs) property on the market. So then you could just tell the VA to um, find the realtor and Google their name and company name and look for their contact information. Like if I click on this open door brokerage, you can see the realtor name here. Maybe it's under STL Realtors. Yeah, just, you can have them Google it and find who that uh, broker is. And then uh, just put it into a database so that you can call them the next day. You can just go through your list and you have all these people to call, right? Then you could like, let, I want to find a good example here. Sure. Why are I just want to be able to make a comment that you've now taken a virtual assistant that people look at as a cost as oh. now an investment. It's lead generation. Yeah. This, this right here is lead generation. You can have a person going out and generating leads that, that, that it doesn't cost you anything. You're already working with the assist with the virtual assistant. This is yeah. free leads. So look, look at this one here. This is a property that's been on the market for 94 days and it hasn't sold yet. It's listed for 125 grand. So what if your VA put this information then into FreedomSoft with the realtors? They could, they could go do the work of Googling this realtor to give you the name and phone number. There's a phone number right there. Okay, 636. And then put that into your CRM and database. And then also have them take this address right here, put it into something like FreedomSoft. So you can get the owner's name, Apple Capel, Capel Drive. This is weird. They bought it in in like 10 months ago, 11 months ago, and they have a loan on it and they're selling it. I'm not sure what's going on here, but what if you, um, you sent them the owner a letter and you could just say, Hey, um, if I could get you, I want to buy your house. If I could get you, um, close to, if I could get you your asking price of, if I could get you something close to your asking price, would you consider carrying back some financing? Would you do at least, can I lease it from you for a little bit and then buy it? Can you owner finance it? Maybe just make them a blind offer. I've done that before. So you can send now with listed properties, if you're not an agent, have your virtual assistant find these properties that need updating and need work. This doesn't have any pictures, right? Just have them go through all these properties, find the ones that need updating, like this one, and then send a letter to the owner. Would you consider maybe carrying back some seller financing? Uh, Get some information on the realtor. You could send the realtor an email, like this one only an investor would buy, right? So ask the, uh, ask the realtor if the seller is negotiable on their price. I interviewed a guy one time from Israel. He did a lot of deals, Vance, and uh, he just had his VAs. He had three VAs that would send, on average, each of them 100 emails a day. So three VAs would send 300 emails a day to properties that were on the MLS that needed work and would just ask the, the realtor, I, I saw your property at 123 Main Street. It looks like it's an interesting property. It looks like it needs a little bit of work we might be able to offer X for it. So before we waste your time and send you a contract, is your client negotiable? Would they accept something like that? Okay. And it's a numbers game. And what he would find out is the VAs would go find these properties in like six different markets across the US that he was doing deals virtually in. Six different markets. Send 300 emails. Now he's not sending, a, oh, he also would attach a proof of funds letter. Yeah. Okay. So he would attach a proof of funds and said, if I could offer your client something like this, would they be interested? And that, guess what happens? He's averaging five to 10 deals a month from that stuff, right? Oh, and he's man. doing this from Israel. His VAs are in the Philippines. 
sending blind offers. So what the, the VAs would have this little formula he did. He'd basically say, all right, go look to see what the property's worth, subtract 40 grand for repairs times 70% minus 10 grand for wholesale fee and offer the, this, but make sure that number is less than the list price, right? So if the list price is 50 and you're saying, would they accept 80? That's not going to work. Yeah. So if the, if, if the list price is less than this calculated offer, then sure. do 75% of the list price. But the, v, he would, the VAs would send hundreds of emails a day in six, seven different markets to realtors, lowballing, making offers, but not sending a contract, just saying, we could offer something like this. Would, your, would, you, would your client be interested? Here's a proof of funds. And you could do deals that way, right off the MLS. So they're, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this because these yeah. are things, guys, you could have virtual assistants do for you while you're sleeping. Number one, go into court records, look for evictions, divorces, uh, unpaid bills, and utility bills, and, and, and judgments, all right? Send the letter to the owner of those homes uh, an email. You could also have them go look for garage sales in Craigslist, um, in Facebook Marketplace, um, estate sales, pull those addresses, send them a letter. You could go look on Zillow for rental properties on Zillow, where the owner's address is the same as the property address, the mailing address is the same. Send the owner of those houses a letter, look for older listings that need updating. In Redfin, send a letter to the owner, send an email to the realtor. Guys, if you're worried about, I don't have enough work for a VA to do, you're not getting the big picture. There's so You could have those four or five things I just showed you, you could have one or two full-time VAs doing that marketing for you right now. I mean, that's it. Like, I get excited for that because that means you have a full-on assistant working the whole time, while, even while you're not working. If somebody overseas, not even in the US, can, is able to do this, Anybody can do this from anywhere. I mean, this just proves it doesn't matter about your location. It doesn't matter if you're in a place where it's got a population of only 300 people or a place where there's like, you know, tens of millions and you're worried about, or, you know, millions where you're worried about competition. You can go anywhere doing this with any location. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And you can even, my gosh, like one of these properties that I was just looking at (laughs) with prop, I got to show this. Yeah. I, geek, I geek out with this stuff. So I just went into PropStream. And this is one of the properties we were just looking at. And you can, in PropStream, you can go to MLS details and it gives you all of the realtors information right here. So there's the agent's email. Uh, there's, there's two different emails that I see here of the realtor. So your VA can send them emails at two in the morning. I have, I have an email here in, we lost Vance, but Vance, I see you're back. I have an email here in my FreedomSoft. It's a template that we send to realtors, and it looks like this. Hi, puts the realtor's first name there. I saw your listing at address in city. I'm looking to buy some more investment properties in the area. Is the property still available? Before I send you an actual contract and proof of funds, would your clients consider something around that? And then we would attach a proof of funds or something like that. So this is uh, a simple email you could send from inside of FreedomSoft. And then we had another email here for... Um, lease seller financing or lease purchase. And you can send this to the realtor. Hey, I'm an investor, a realtor with broker name or whatever. I saw your, again, your VA sends this stuff for you. I saw your listing at address in city state. I'm looking for some investment properties in the area. It looks like a really nice house. I'm surprised you haven't sold it yet. I might be able to get the seller the price they're looking for if they would consider selling with owner financing or as a lease purchase. That wouldn't work for them, would it? You can reply, text, or call me at this number. Um, By the way, I'll make sure you get your full commissions if they sell on terms. Thanks. If this house doesn't work out, do you have any other properties? You see what I'm doing there? Yeah. So like just you can create different um, emails and letters that you can send to these sellers. Uh, here's a soft pass offer email. I'm an investor with so-and-so. I saw your listing. I'm looking for some more investment properties in the area. Is it still available? How negotiable are they on their on how negotiable is the seller on their price? I don't want to waste your time with a ridiculous low offer. Thanks, Joe. And then once your VA puts all that information into your CRM, like FreedomSoft, then you can create follow-up tasks. Once a month, send that realtor an email. Send that email, send that realtor a text. Hey, how you doing? You don't remember me? Just following up. Do you have any deals? Yeah. Boom. No, I can't, I can't iterate that enough. When we're talking about like these tasks, right? Tra- transaction coordination, anybody that you can communicate with as well. So when we're talking about the different types of tasks, if you, if you happen to post on Craigslist or scrape off Craigslist, Posting on, on social media like Facebook or scraping off of social media and you're trying to go and, you know, you know, build out for some people, you know, buyers list or scraping for deals that are out there that you want to make offers on because people are posting their deals left and right and they have no way of exiting it. 
And if you're doing a lease option, you can now be that person who's willing to pay and connect with the seller. Yeah. Tons and tons of options where your virtual assistant can do this. So again, I just like to make it really simple. Of If you're clicking on the computer, you more than likely can give that away to a virtual assistant to do. Like it's really just, I like to keep it really simple because there are lots of tasks. And here's what I want to say about what tasks to delegate. All right, what tasks you want them to do. Don't go create random work. First, delegate what you're doing inside today. Yeah. So if you are out there doing deals right now or you're looking to get your first one and you find yourself doing busy doing everything but talking to the seller, what you're doing is the thing to delegate, not what you think you want them to do. Don't create busy work and pay for it for no reason. Alleviate what you're doing and helping you get the results that you're trying to achieve. I hope that kind of makes sense because I, I do find people saying, I'm bringing on a virtual assistant to go do this random thing. And I'm like, but you're still doing all these these tasks let's let's delegate that out right let's let's hand that off to a virtual assistant to do yeah very good all right what other what other cool things you got vance those are the biggest things so here's the cool part i want to i'm going to dive into like when you take this to the next step so you know how we create these loom videos joe and then like you can even create like a document where it's like a nice little checklist of what does completion look like um but once you start getting down this process even the process on creating sops you can record a loom video and delegate out the process of creating the procedures. Yeah. So that's what we do is we'll take a Loom video, we'll send it out, and then we come back with a really awesome document that somebody can use to follow because some people are visual learners and some just need a checklist and a reminder and a quick search. Yeah. That's somebody, my like, little fun hack that I like to do for creating SOPs. Now, SOP stands for Standard Operating Procedures, right? So you want your VAs to create training for their replacements. Yes. That's so important. You want them, you don't need to be the one creating the SOPs. To have, make sure that's one of the main tasks your VAs do. So if you need more help, if you need to hire someone to help the existing VA or the VA quits or whatever, all you have to do is share with them the video, the Google Doc and things like that. So the VAs can just pick up from where the other one left off. But make it your VA's responsibility to create the Loom videos and the Google Doc for the SOPs so that they can... can, um, get somebody to replace them or help them out if they need it. Yeah. And the other uh, kicker to this is when the website gets updated, it's not on you to go figure out the new steps, go hand that off and say, Hey, once you figure this out, let's create the new procedure because I want to make a clear statement. Procedures aren't a thing that you create once and they're done. That's why you want to hand this off to a virtual assistant because it's ever living, ever changing because things are getting updated all the time. Nice. Yes. All right. I am, um, gotta get going here. Texting my assistant because I have a call scheduled. Okay, now I want to talk real quick about yes, the ongoing support. Right, some people when they hire a VA, they're just like, all right, I give them what to do, and I don't want to ever talk to them again, which doesn't make any sense to me. You need to treat these VAs just like they were an, a, an employee in your office, right? Yeah. And one of the biggest things I see people fail with, and when they're hiring and managing and working with VAs, is poor communication. So, what do you recommend on the communication front? How frequently should you be communicating with your VAs? So it really is going to depend on the uh, topic and the subject. So what I mean by that is if you're doing a little project, communication at at least the very beginning and the end is critical. And even if they have questions along the way, daily is a minimum. When you're bringing on somebody, you must have a daily huddle. Okay, You You must at least be able to sync up what they're trying to complete, what's going on. I personally, especially when you're first getting started, that they're... For most, I'm just going to say to make it easy. There's never like it's, there's never too much communication at the beginning. What's actually what we see as a big trend here is there's actually not enough. So so what happens is people think I can just give them the task and they delegate it by giving them the task and saying just tell me when it's done or I don't even want to know anything about it about the process and the status and the update. And that's not actually delegation. That's a fun word called like abdication, right? Mm-hmm. You're just saying go do this and you don't want to be informed. Delegation is the process of being informed along the way. And then even providing resources to them to help them achieve the goal. This is a we mission. We are trying to accomplish this for the company. We are doing this, but they are 100% maybe doing that task. 100%. I will do everything in my power but that task to help support them. And communication is, is, is I can't say it's paramount. It's the, we kind of said this before. It's the first thing that like when, when I work in the military, it's the first thing they try to take out is communication. It destroys everything. Especially when you hire the VAs for the first time, you've got to be communicating with them every day. Yeah. Once it just it just it's just a few minutes. Doesn't it's on change. Zoom. It's like on Voxer. This is what I like to use. But just 
Update yeah. me on what you did today. What did you get done today? What were your, some of your challenges or roadblocks? And if you give them a scorecard and something that they can update on their yeah. stuff so you can see it in a spreadsheet, again, make them create that. But it's so important because especially as they're learning this stuff, your expectations may be unrealistic. They may be out of whack. You may be thinking that they can send 50 of these emails a day, but they're only sending 25. And if you're not communicating with them every day, you're going to find out two weeks later and you're going to be mad and they're going to be you know, scared and disappointed in themselves. And like, it's your fault because you have unrealistic, unrealistic expectations and you've got to have that communication up front with them, right? Yep. So here's, here's a three-phase approach for my daily huddle. This is like the three steps. So if you're wondering like, how do I hold the meeting or what do I talk about? What do I do? Here's the three pieces that we like to use. One, start off with gratitude. Make it personal. These are humans, right? What are you grateful for? Or what is your win? Some people like that. But what are you grateful for? Let's be positive on it. Create that atmosphere. Create the culture that you want. The second thing we like to do is what were your numbers from yesterday? So how many, what did you do yesterday? Or what is your numbers? And when we say that, like how many emails did you send out? How many leads did you add? How, how, how many uh, entries did you add into your list, right? Whatever that task may be. So review it. So you can let them know if they're on track or not, and you can correct it before it becomes a real problem. And then the third one, which is my favorite, is what are your issues or issues or blockers? Because I never want a day going by where they're thinking it's on me and I think it's on them. And then two weeks later, we're like, I'm like, what's the update? Did we complete the project? And you're like, oh no, I've been waiting on you for two weeks for this. So I never like 24 hours going by where we don't clarify and be like, hey, I kind of chatted with you yesterday, but I, I'm still waiting on you for this. Here's all roadblocks less than 24 hours. Those are my three pieces that I love in a daily huddle that also create the community and the culture that you're looking for. Yeah, very good. All right, guys, we got to wrap this up. Again, you get more information on Vance at joemccall.com slash Vance, joemccall.com slash Vance. Is there anything that we talked about today that we can maybe even add to this, Vance? That we can Yeah, absolutely. Add? I don't mind uh, giving out the, uh, a filter that we use, so that way we can kind of recap as a, as a resource. And I have this master list of every VA task that you can possibly think of, pages, nice. pages of it, so you can just search for what you're looking for or scroll by the category. I'd be willing to give that out to you. So the filter, what is this filter list again thing? This is for the Upwork filter. Remember, we kind of discussed it, but like we'll actually give you nice little snippets and screenshots and the clarity of like what to check on that left-hand column. Awesome. All right, so we'll add the filter. Well, already on there, we have Vance's uh, virtual assistant job description and um, job requirements things. We have the filter. We're going to be adding in the filter for that he uses for Upwork and a master list for VA tasks that you can get all for free. No strings attached. Just go to joemccall.com slash Vance. Absolutely, Joe. Vance, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, um, what's your company name? Are you active on social media, Facebook, Instagram? Absolutely. You can reach out to me. I am on Facebook, Vance Courtney. You can look for me if you want. Scalebysystems.com. Take a look. Uh, and uh, yeah, those are the primary ways I'm always available on social media. So, All right. Scalebysystems.com. Scalebysystems.com. To get all those free stuff we just talked about, guys, again, joemccall.com slash Vance. Hey, this has been very, very good, man. I appreciate you, Vance. Hey, thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate right. you having See me. See you guys, everybody.